0: Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's, um, well, anyway, this is
1: the Morning Answer. Thanks for joining us on your Wednesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. happy Veterans Day. And, mom, mom, the announcer's picking on me again. Oh, please.
0: Mom, is that you?
1: As Whoopi Goldberg said to all Republicans, suck it up, Whitman. Suck it up, Whitman.
0: I used to do a Whoopi Goldberg impression <laughs> with my old pal Conway on the old show. <laughs> Actually, there was a never mind. There was a woman on the news who sounded exactly like Whoopi Goldberg. Really? We used to play it, and people thought it was Whoopi Goldberg. She was approaching the police for some reason. They were writing a traffic uh-huh. citation, and the woman just said this exactly like this
1: What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs>
0: And we play that as Whoopi, and everyone just thought it was Whoopi.
1: It sort of sounds like my homeless person, actually.
0: Well, I do seven voices total.
1: That's not true. I just
0: rework them. Yeah, thank you for exposing the secret right (laughs) here at the end of 2020.
1: All right. The uh, L.A. County Board of Supervisors is getting ready to say.
0: You're fired. (laughs)
1: To Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Now here's the deal. I want to be fully transparent here. I was a Jim McDonald voter. I did not vote for Alex Villanueva. He has been on the show. I thought he was nice, but he's really big into these sanctuary cities. And I was not, as you might know. If you listen to yeah. The show with right. any regularity. So I've had my doubts about Villanueva, but the more the LA County Board of Supervisors hates him, the more my love for Alex Villanueva is growing because that's fair. Uh, I, people
0: are identified by their enemies.
1: Correct. And the fact that they want him out just makes me want to fight for him. And I'm sort of Understood.
0: disgusted understand.
1: with myself. But hey, but, look, I marched for Jackie Lacey over George Gascone because sometimes you have to get to in with the, uh, with the enemy because right. you have to get the out there. The other, the other option is that much worse. Sorry,
0: this got past me. You actually went out and marched recently?
1: No, but I, you know.
0: Okay. All right. I thought I'd just say I marched so I'd sound more civic-minded. I'm just marching with her. Uh, m- mentally. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me say this about In Alex. In solidarity. <laughs> right. From your couch watching your gossip TV shows that you love to binge on yes. on the weekend when you don't have to watch all the – all. when you do watch all the Sunday shows, you work so hard, too hard. Here's the thing. Alex Villanueva is a guy I did vote for because I probably got a, a, a mailer from the Democrats back when he and I voted yeah. for Yeah. Okay. then we interviewed him on this program. And I I think I asked him a couple of tough questions. I basically said, and it's relevant to the story this morning, I said, Sheriff, your relationship with the – you're an elected official. I said that at some point just because you have to remind them. (laughs) I I said your relationship (laughs) with the L.A. Board of Supervisors is so broken. It's so dysfunctional. Uh, Do you think – for the benefit of of the people of, of, uh, of Los Angeles County, can it be fixed? Can it be functional? He basically said it can't. And uh, after that interview, and there were some other low lights. I I believe I said to you, Jennifer, that I'm lights. off the whoa, train. Whoa, whoa. No, low lights. Oh, sorry, low lights, not highlights, but low lights. <laughs> and after that interview, I believed, hey, you know, he should probably step down because. And if you I know,
1: even in that week, we can't even agree after we've had a guy here to talk. About it. Well, no, but it's okay.
0: Why would we both have the same opinion about someone on the show? I mean, I I thought that he needed to be like a strong i uh, know actually what i thought was if you're in public office and you can no longer work with the other people in public offices for the benefit of the constituents the honorable thing katie porter katie hill is one of is to resign and to
1: get out well she now, resigned because nancy pelosi pushed her out
0: okay but i'm not i didn't never said that to the sheriff because i don't want to get hit with a billy stick a nightstick? Oh, please. No, look. Well, here's here- the thing. And then the second time he came on the air, I thought he was pretty eloquent. So I'm on the fence. But here's the thing. The long-standing relationship or non-relationship between Sheriff Alex Villanueva and, as we call the Fab Five, the Board of Supervisors, you got Hilda Schmilda. Mm-hmm. You've got Sheila Wheeler. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Catherine Barginin. Yep. And you've got Ringo. Uh, And I forgot who they are. But they've hated each other. Literally, they have not liked each other intensely from the beginning. They tried. They have defunded his department. They want him out. Now they're exercising options as far as changing the constitution of the state of California to get Alex Villanueva, L.A. County Sheriff, out of office.
1: Yeah, this is the story. And by the way, the Ringo is Janice Hahn. You may know, and Mark Mark Ridley Thomas is playing the role of Yoko. The great
0: Mark riddled with uh, incompetence. I like (laughs) Mark Ridley Thomas. I just have to give everybody a silly name. I like the president, Sleepy Joe, and
1: Landed. So here's the story with the sheriff. The L.A. County Board of Supervisors yesterday escalated what has been a power struggle with Sheriff Alex Villanueva, the same power struggle you asked him about when he was here, and they voted to explore ways that he could be removed from office, including a change to the state's constitution. Now, remember, this L.A. County Board of Supervisors, as much as I didn't vote for him, people voted for him. You can't just go in there and say, hey, this is is not an appointed position, B.O.S., Board of Supervisors. This is an elected position. The people elected Alex Villanueva. So they decided to investigate changing the state's constitution because they want him out. It was a three to two vote to build a playbook for removing Villanueva. And uh, this is just the latest in their two year, basically full two years since he's been put into office of conflict between the sheriff and the board of supervisors. They've been in court, out of court, and uh, this continues to go on. But my point, if, I guess, the thing yeah. that bothers me is not my allegiance to any of these people because the only person I have voted for in this conversation is Catherine Barger. Sorry to hear that. Mm. With all this COVID stuff, me too.
0: Yeah. Don't get sick to yourself. If you think about it too long, you might get
1: – But if we vote – and this would be the same – here, let me just put it in, in a broader term. Yeah. Let's say that uh, Joe Biden yeah. – is the president-elect. He goes on to become president. And in wow. two years, Republicans have the Senate and the Congress. And they try to come up with an attempt to change the rules of the land, the law of the land, so that they can get him out of office and put in someone else because they want to work with somebody better. Now, would okay. that ever fly for more than 30 seconds? No. no. Why no. in the world should it fly at the at the L.A. County Board of Supervisors? I mean, that would be as, get crazy, it together. as,
0: the, that'd be as crazy as the U.S. Senate suddenly wake up and say, you know what's going to fly with us? Here's what's going to fly. We're going to have a process. For the Supreme Court nominee. There's nothing upon, illegal or like, groundbreaking
1: what? about what's happening right now. The vote oh. counts are all legal. No, the legal no, we'll challenges about, are talking well within the right of the president, and he has until the 14th huh. for the Electoral College to actually vote, the electors you to sound vote on this. like
0: a Trump zombie. I was talking about uh, the judge, the justice, the new one, like Amy um, Coney sure. Barrett. Yeah. But
1: this is a, here's but, the difference between that. That's not something that the people vote on, that's something either. that has always been appointed. So if the people vote on it, but. Hilda. And Smelda. Sheila, because I know it's you two that are behind this. Sheila's real. a
0: real, that Sheila's a real wheeler and dealer, Sheila. Uh,
1: let the people's will stand. And you know what? Make go the on. case that you can find someone who can do better. No, but they take are. It, take it to the people. Don't okay. go and try to change take the Take it
0: rules. to the people. Well, what they're saying is you can't trust Alex Villanueva with, a, with a checking, with a checkbook, you know, that the county pays the checks. They're saying he's a terrible fiscal management guy. And you know what? Oh, last thought. Uh, Unless you have one uh, that you would like to share here with reference to time. I'll be real fast. You would think because you nailed it. He is very sympathetic the sheriff is to sanctuary cities, etc. So are the Fab Five on the board of supervisors. So you think they would be in that so-called, some call that liberals mafia, right. that stranglehold in California. But it's the same
1: thing with Jackie Lacey. Jackie Lacey got turned on for George Gascon. Jackie Lacey's not a conservative. She's a super lib, but they run, they want people that are even further left. This city is going the direction of Seattle. It's going the direction of Portland. It's already there. I got to tell right. you. All right. Do you it's, have anything you last, want to Last thought. It's like shoots and ladders, and you're losing the game, so you delete all the shoots. Come I on, I
0: haven't played that game in 45 you should Get years with
1: time. it, Brian. This quarantine yes. that we're going through. Yes. Yeah, so, really now, don't put the say kibosh. quarantine loud
0: because I know you like to downplay it.
1: No, it's it's what we're going through. Quarantine is what we're going through, and it's put the kibosh on people getting some medical procedures. But I'm happy to okay. tell our listeners who suffer from neuropathy that our friend, the nerve MD, Doctor Julian, is considered an essential service provider and has his office open to help people live pain free during this challenging time.
0: In case you've missed it, we've talked about it for a long time here on The Morning Answer. Neuropathy is that maddening numbness, a tingling, burning in your feet, legs, arms, or hands. Without treatment, it's a nerve disease. It only gets more painful. could make it hard for you to walk or use your hands.
1: That's right, and that's why we're thankful that Dr. Shulian is still providing treatment that's aimed at reversing the symptoms of neuropathy. He says that most patients have the potential to actually have their nerves regenerate, which is a key to treatment, and uh, you just have to find the real problem that's causing the nerve injury.
0: So if you're experiencing the symptoms of neuropathy, numbness, weakness, tingling or pain in your feet, your legs, arms or hands during this health crisis, Dr. Shulian's open for business. Call him 877-88-NERV. He's here to help you get the pain relief you need.
1: Insurance and regular Medicare accepted. Call 877-88-NERV, 877-88-NERV. All right. If it is a president-elect Biden, who will make it to his cabinet? There's lots of speculation. We'll give you some of the shocking choices he may make as your Wednesday Morning Answer continues.
0: The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer.
1: Thanks for joining us on your Wednesday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy Veterans Day to all of you from all of us here at AM 870, AM 590. The Answer now we will play the what if game because I'm not ready to call Joe Biden president elect. I will be on December the 14th if that is indeed the outcome of the election.
0: Wait, why? Forgive me. I asked you yesterday what date when it would be too long and. And you did never said December fourteenth. Well, so that's
1: when the electors go and vote
0: in the electoral college. Correct. So that is now, and I, I'm I'm not being uh, snarky, that is, your, that is your date now.
1: I would anticipate most of the legal challenges being done by there. I'm not going to say it's the date, but it will be probably the time when we it, will know, you know who has, because the election results will be certified. You know, between now and the end right. of the month, most states will be certifying their election results, and I think I, that I, will make a difference.
0: I have a question that reveals your heart. Yes, I'm like Mike Wallace in the 1970s. Yeah.
1: Or Chris, Mr. President, these sorry are the about rules. your weak soup, son. <laughs> yeah, these are the
0: rules, Mr. President, please. All right, so here's my question for you. Yeah. If on that date, December 14th, the electors meet, mm-hmm. they are only merely pledged to vote a certain way. Mm-hmm. If there are shenanigans, and there have been in the past, enough shenanigans in this unprecedented year to still be 2020 with two weeks to go, and the electors say, yeah, you know, Trump trumpet. That's a, it's a what? Oh, I'm sorry, you're, you're taking Trumpet? No, i want to Trump my vote. Trump. And then it is a total rob by the Electoral College, Jennifer Horn on December 15th, provided that's a weekday. I'm quite certain it is. Will you come on the air, y'all, and eviscerate the Electoral College, call for their disbanding?
1: No way. I'll bring the orchestra. I know I know it.
0: And make sure you have a great trumpet section there.
1: <laughs> Look, I just want the results to be free. No, I want, want as trumpet. few. No, 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 no. no. Babe, Look. Babe, I baby want doll, you as- just want. Few people to question these results as possible, and believe right. me right now, there are a lot of questions from right. people who have actually looked at some of the stuff that people are talking about. Right. And so I say get it taken care of. But you know what? This is consistent for me. I talked about the same thing in 2018 in California. We need to get serious you did. about our integrity of our elections. I
0: have to say you are right because for the years we've been sitting here, you also said the same thing about votes being meddled, with campaigns from Russia. You stood up for the integrity of elections. You called it a serious investigation. Uh, I supported
1: sanctions. And by the way, the attack, the counterattack that was launched by the Trump administration against Russia, have you heard one person besides me talk about this?
0: The sanctions?
1: Not the sanctions. There was a counter-cyber attack launched prior to our election so that it keeps Russia out, so that they weren't able to meddle and run false ads and do all of that junk that they were doing before. That is because President Trump cares about the security of the election. Did we hear one person report on it?
0: Well uh, – You and I heard because I was here with you and I assume maybe others. Look, you did talk about it. You did mention it. However, we don't. Oh, by the way, in projection. I mean,
1: that counts. Trump wins
0: Alaska. Trump wins Alaska. (laughs) I'm serious. I know. All right. That's great. That's great. That and two ice cubes will make me colder. I
1: actually had to call our friend Brad Anderson, who's our former station manager. He used to manage AM590. He
0: loved me. And
1: I called him yesterday and I said, Brad. The ones who
0: love me all leave.
1: I said, Brad, what is going on in Alaska? And he explained to me the reason it takes so long to count little bitty baby Alaska.
0: Because they all wear galoshes through nine feet of snow and they can't.
1: A lot of military and a lot of transplants. They have a um, lot of people that send votes in and out of Alaska. So that's you know why what I thought so it
0: was, the slowdown in counting the votes in Alaska? I assumed they just took Sarah Palin and appointed her elections official in the state. No, I was going to so actually
1: send them a hairdryer so they could defrost their <laughs> registrar of voters and get the counting back in, in action. All right, right so if – Mm -hmm. despite all of this back and forth, if it is Joe Biden that gets sworn in in January on Inauguration Day, which will be January 20th.
0: That's right. It always is. Mm -hmm.
1: Joe Biden will get to appoint a cabinet. Now, uh, who he appoints the cabinet will, I think, a couple of things will matter. Number one, who is ultimately in control of the Senate because he knows he's going to have to get, if it is Republicans, their approval to confirm his appointments. That's number one. Yes. And I think number two, he's going to have to see which Republicans in the – I'm sorry, which Democrats in the Senate he could afford to lose without risking another seat that Republicans could take. So, for instance, not that this would happen. Minnesota went pretty handily to Joe Biden, although – I thought that President Trump would be able to pick that one up. I was surprised by Minnesota. That was the whole surprise of the election for me.
0: The rule of thumb is don't pluck someone don't, and create an unsafe Senate seat. That's
1: right. You don't pick out Amy Klobuchar and then go, oh, a Republican's going to rally and try to fill that seat with a Republican instead instead of a Democrat. So there'll be some of that going on back and forth. But yep. there are some names being tossed around already for some key positions. For Attorney General, the uh, senator, and we will call him senator because he is uh, until the end of the year, Doug Jones of Alabama, who lost to Tommy Tuberville. He was uh, defeated last week. He'll be out of work in January And people are saying that he could very well be the new attorney general. Also being looked at for that position is Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. She's being looked at as I'd attorney like general. to do that. I'd <laughs> like that's a job
0: I'd like to do because when you when you're attorney general, you get a lot of people coming in there thinking you're got two brain cells, you know, <laughs> and they insult your intelligence with their off the wall arguments, and I have about
1: I have enough patience for that to fill a thimble with, so God help them. could you imagine her temper if she's under enough stress as senator? can you imagine <laughs> if she's the attorney general? She'll yes. be eating her salad with the comb every single day, and
0: we say that because
1: she really did that. Because she did that, she was really upset with her staff that they didn't give her a fork, so I'll she took show the comb guys, out of her I'll purse. I'll show and you guys. Salad. Where's my comb? And I believe proceeded to hand the comb back to her staffers after she'd eaten with it. Now right. the other name on the list, and this is where I'll a Barbara Streisand, and truly I'll be doing my part of the program from Canada. Stacey Abrams, also on the list for attorney general.
0: The unsuccessful uh, female, African-American, demographics matter, candidate for governor of Georgia.
1: Cory Booker also on the list and Preet Behera, who has been a Trump critic, fierce Trump critic. He works for the Manhattan Southern District of uh, New York. In terms of the Treasury, they're looking at Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. They're looking at Federal Reserve Vice Chair Roger Ferguson, and they're looking at Federal Reserve Governor Lael Brainard. The Secretary of State, Susan Rice, is being eyeballed uh, as, as someone that Joe Biden knows very well from the Obama administration. Also, the guy who you can almost feel tasting that position is Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, who is all over television and has been for some time working for Joe Biden. Chris Murphy of Connecticut also on the, the list.
0: These members of uh, of a uh, potential President Biden's cabinet, and every president has a cabinet, currently there's, a, I believe... There's 21, if you count director of national intelligence and others, positions that he would have to fill mm-hmm. uh, and that, that, that would have to be uh, approved. And uh, oh, this is interesting. The salary for a cabinet level, someone in the cabinet, take, for example, Steve, don't need the money, Mnuchin, mm-hmm. Treasury Secretary. What do you think a cabinet um, annual salary of a cabinet member for the U.S. president is? I'm going to
1: say is. it's probably about $200,000.
0: You are. You'd win on the prices, right? So you didn't go over and you came really close. It's two hundred six thousand dollars. Hey, that's
1: Italy. pretty good, right?
0: That's a, yep. Yep. Because you is. figure
1: it can't be more than the president's supposed to earn and it can't be and it would have to be more than what Congress makes. So you're looking between that sweet spot of like one seventy five and,
0: and and the pre, and the cabinet member should also be beneath. And they are, in salary, the vice president, currently the vice president, Mike Pence, raking in $253,300. It's an honor and a privilege to get that director
1: You know, he deserves more money than that. That's deserve- a lot of money. He deserves more money than that. The vice president has a tough job. I'm just going to say it.
0: All well.
1: Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just rounding things out. The secretary of defense are looking at Tammy Duckworth and Senator Jack Reed of Rhode Island. So those are some of the names being floated around as we continue on a Wednesday. Worried pollsters admit they're having a big problem with their path forward as your Wednesday morning answer continues.
0: Every morning. Breaking news and talk you can trust this is the answer with brian whitman and
1: jennifer horn thanks for joining us on your wednesday morning answer brian whitman jennifer horn and an update from the supreme court remember for weeks when amy coney barrett was getting confirmed as a supreme court justice and. All we heard is about how the minute she'd be appointed to the court and confirmed that Obamacare would be thrown out. Well, yesterday, the Supreme Court heard an Obamacare argument, and it seems at least, we won't get the decision for a few weeks, right. but it seems at least from initial reactions from Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts, they feel that this uh, that the effort basically led by California to preserve it will Stand,
0: And there were Republican attorneys before the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday arguing against, and and the main issue about the Affordable Care Act, which is the same thing uh, we refer to often as Obamacare, the component being most scrutinized by the court, or at least the litigants in the courtroom for the court to to, uh, judge, is the individual mandate portion of Obamacare.
1: Yeah, and the Supreme Court, most of the Affordable Care Act appeared likely to survive as the Supreme Court heard Oral arguments yesterday over the individual mandate, maybe the most controversial piece of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Two members of the conservative majority, Chief Justice John Roberts, who's sometimes conservative, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who's always pretty conservative, suggested they're unlikely to throw out the entire health care law as uh, some of those Republican uh, attorneys general and the Trump administration have urged their votes would be enough to save it. Now, uh, there is an argument in the court that the court should throw out the rest of the Affordable Care Act Along with what remains of the mandate. Texas and the Trump administration say that the individual mandate became unconstitutional in 2017 when Congress Congress zeroed out the penalty for not carrying insurance. Remember, the thing that most conservatives, and I'm not even going to say Republicans, but most people uh-huh. who consider themselves to be conservative took issue with is the fact that you had this individual mandate, that you that essentially you were you were penalizing people who chose to uh, not go along with the system. System. And, uh, that, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. You, you're right. And, and there's a. Uh, as I search for it now, and I, I know I won't find it, but maybe I will. And the Lord will will reward me for being a good paper boy when I was a small child. <laughs> the, uh, 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 judge barrett spoke about it at the uh at the hearings there is and forgive me for um, uh, for not recalling the term the, the actual words uh, it's not judicial review that's a more broad thing but but for it's basically the line item veto for the chief executive imagine it like that of course a different branch of government for the supreme court to be able to strike if you will rather than strike a whole piece of Legislation or bill, because something, some provision is in their judgment unconstitutional, they'd be able to zap that. I think it's called the zap provision. It
1: is. It's the zap amendment. I. Oh, it's called something, and it's (laughs) now
0: it's bothering me, and I have to remember what it is here. And
1: and, I I, I think this is just a, a bigger place to underscore that Supreme Court justices are not allowed to go in and create law, whether or not Kavanaugh and Roberts support. The Affordable Care Act. Whether or not the argument could be made that Chief, I'm sorry, that uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett does not necessarily support the Affordable Care Act, it doesn't matter. What matters is how the law was written. And certainly, one of the elements that was thrown out of uh, of the Affordable Care Act because it was unconstitutional was the individual mandate. The argument was being made since that was unconstitutional. Texas says, and they were fighting California in this, these attorneys general, Texas says that uh, they could throw out because the whole that would mean the whole thing was unconstitutional. Well, the argument was made. We will get the decision in a few weeks. But this should make people realize that just because the media gets people people riled up about because remember the headline yeah. confirming Amy Coney Barrett means Affordable Care Act will be gone and you're suffering with coronavirus and it'll be gone and you won't be able to get medical coverage. No. We all Uh need to take a deep breath. We all need to have faith in the system. This is why it's important that our system get things right, because we have to have the faith that the Supreme Court is not there to legislate. That is the job of the Congress. It is there instead to apply the law.
0: But what Republicans have been trying to do, it is fair to say it's it's a fact, is they have been trying and there's been more than one effort to get the U.S. Supreme Court to invalidate on constitutional grounds the Affordable Care Act, the the legislation. Legislative legacy of former President Obama and, and something that uh, certainly uh, was was perceived in many quarters as very negative. But I think now, I think as many years have passed, it's amazing really how much time has passed, that it's now being kind of viewed as okay, I guess, to, to – to many and many different quarters, but not all ever because it's never all because this is the morning answer.
1: Yeah, I think that um, – <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who still take issue with it. Yep. But it, it, the point is that in the courts, that shouldn't matter. In the courts, the, the they have to interpret the law. And certainly we had – Republicans had an opportunity. And this is one of the reasons why I think on Veterans Day especially that John McCain was a war hero. And as you like to say, period, new sentence. I also think he was a huge disappointment to Republicans when he promised to repeal and replace Obamacare. He had the opportunity and he cast the very crucial vote not to uh, deliver on his promise. I think that's why there's a lot
0: of. I came back, my friends. We were in (laughs) Washington, D.C., we were at the White House when he did that. And we heard President Trump scream from the front, the east front, northern west lawn. We heard a, and I said, Jennifer, what was that? She said, I thought your stomach growled. I no. said, I think that was Trump screaming about McCain's vote. It was and I was. It right. was me. I think I was oh, screaming at that time, oh, too, it because be we you. hear,
1: you know, you get all these promises and you get all these words. And then when you get to deliver on those words, you back off. And that was that was certainly a problem. So that is standing right now. Speaking of illness, coronavirus, Dr. Mark Galley yesterday in the state of California held a press conference and said that he was going to be sending several counties back into a more restrictive state because uh, he. He says the number of coronavirus cases in California are going up. We've seen an uh, increase in test numbers, 176,000, over 176,000 tests done. And then our 14 day test positivity is 3.7%. I'll tell you, we also track the seven day test positivity, which is 4.2%. We uh, Hadn't seen test positivities above four since the end of August, early September, just in terms of context of where we are.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. The cases, you know, north of 100,000 cases being announced positive uh, uh, results uh, daily for what, three days in a row or, or, or something mm-hmm. like this. Let me say something that I think is very important uh, that, that broke yesterday. Uh, we we'll take a moment here on COVID-19. Because, you know, people, um, you know, I hmm, I have a lot of anxiety. And I'm a Sometimes pretty depressed person. Sometimes, and uh, I have um, I've been I've been struggling in my mind since having COVID. I was struggling in my mind before that, and I I, I laugh because it is true to an extent. But since COVID nineteen, I've had a I've had a tough time, and I even said during the time I was actively had it, that I was having no physical symptoms, but I was always would point to my head to have this emotional stuff going on, which was fear of symptoms coming and some other things. Now, it was published in the Lancet Psychiatry Journal. New research suggests that people who have survived COVID-19 infections are at a greater risk of developing mental illness, and the results suggested COVID-19 patients saw greater post-illness diagnoses of anxiety disorder, insomnia, and even dementia, as opposed to patients who were sick with the flu or other respiratory tract infections similar to COVID-19. Anxiety disorders were the most common. um, And I think that's interesting. And and, and we've talked about, because of the the experience we've had on The Morning Answer, we've talked about the long haul COVID recovers, and now this information as well. I do believe, uh, I, I can only talk about me, uh, i've been in a i've been in a different spot upstairs
1: yeah i think well i think that people are dealing with uh, this in all, just, in all different ways and also vulnerable. that you have to understand that the The shutdown effect, the quarantine effect, also has a a psychological impact on people. Dr. Mark Galley yesterday saying that coronavirus cases are going up and 11 California counties are now being told to pull Mm. back on their reopening plans. Many of them up in Northern California, but in Southern California, San Diego, which was red, has now been moved up to purple. As we continue, uh, Mike Pompeo making some controversial comments about a Trump transition as your Wednesday Morning Answer continues.
0: News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne.
1: Thanks for joining us on your Wednesday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy Veterans Day to all of you who have served. And thank you for uh, making that commitment to protect this country. It is appreciated at least by this crew. We may disagree on politics, but we agree on our appreciation and and, uh, our desire to celebrate you today and every day. And
0: and we applaud what they're doing at the Reagan Library today. You should check out YouTube uh, later today if you're not in front of uh, your phone. Or YouTube.com
1: forward slash Reagan Foundation to watch Say their well, youtube.com forward slash reagan foundation
0: they have a wonderful program and tribute uh, uh, to our u.s veterans and it's socially distanced only about 100 people could get in john highbush is the executive director of the reagan foundation library He joined us yesterday on the morning answer today they're doing it and you can participate it's streamed on youtube and of course you can watch it later and it's supposed to be a wonder. and I, I no doubt with the way they do events at the reagan library it'll be a wonderful page Patriotic, stirring, appropriate, and meaningful tribute uh, to America's veterans. And just a P.S. on that, I think the nation, you know, decades ago when when there was no more draft and we have an all-volunteer military mm-hmm. in this country, uh, these folks need to hear thank you. And I'd say they need to hear it more than one day a year. But today's a great day if you know a veteran to maybe Zoom them yep. and tell them that you're grateful and, and tell them you heard guys on the radio say take- how grateful they Take it a to. step
1: further and see if there's an organization near you that helps benefit veterans. I mean, maybe there's something, doesn't even have to be financial, maybe there's something that you can do to help give back, because certainly it's a, a great gift, the service of these men and women who make the choice to go out and defend freedom and liberty. President Trump is saying thank you to those. He right now, along with the First Lady and Vice President Mike Pence, are attending a ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery to. Uh, celebrate Veterans Day. This is the first public event for President Trump since the presidential election last week he uh, hosted this 8 a the survey or sorry the ceremony at 8 a.m. our time 11 a.m. East Coast time and had not only Mike Pence Karen Pence M- Melania Trump but also members of the military there he said on Veterans Day we pause to pay tribute to all who have proudly worn our nation's uniform these soldiers sailors Airmen Marines and Coast Guardsmen selflessly placed lives while being in security of others before their own that was a part of the proclamation he issued before the event. he continued those, on to say those we are enjoy beautiful
0: and beautiful and true words yeah
1: absolutely he said we enjoy the privileges of peace, prosperity, and freedom because of our veterans, and we are forever indebted to them beyond measure and that is absolutely true. Yesterday, Joe Biden was uh, out and he gave a, a speech on uh, some of the initiatives he will be focusing on if he goes on to become president in January. He answered some questions from reporters for the first time in many many weeks, and instead of being asked some of the hard questions like "Hey like Joe, a, what
0: flavor ice cream?" Yeah,
1: he's like, you know, like "Hey Joe, now that you're president, maybe you could tell us what you think about packing the court?" or "Hey Joe, where's Hunter?" We got a few uh, softballs tossed to, to Joe Biden, including this one. How do you expect to work with Republicans if they won't even acknowledge you as president-elect?
0: They will. They will. Thank you all so very much. <laughs>
1: that, was, I, uh, that was pretty yeah, fast, actually.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think that's uh, actually uh, Joe Biden been around longer than president. That's a Trumpian answer. It, it really is, because it's confident answer um, and it's a it's a bold answer, and I think he's right. Joe Biden spent many years in the U.S. Senate, uh, working in that very collegial body of only a hundred. He being one, having ninety-nine colleagues most of the time, uh, most all of the time. And he understands how the U.S. Senate works. He understands how how, how government works. But I don't know that it's a softball question. I think it is. Uh, I think it is the question of this time. Uh, presuming, assuming, understanding, perhaps it, that that. Vice President elect Joe Biden, excuse me, <laughs> President elect Joe Biden is going to go on to sit in the Oval Office. Uh, will he go in there without a full support of a nation? There have been presidents who have done that, of course. Uh, President Trump is one, George W. Bush was another, Gerald. Ford was certainly one uh, who who did that as well. Uh, and uh, it, it's crisis. And I'm sure you could talk for hours about this. If the, if the opposition party doesn't even believe you're legitimate, let's not forget that President Trump, although not an elected official at the time, was saying for years that uh, President Obama, while the president was in office, Obama, that, uh, that he was born in Kenya and therefore couldn't be president. That's the ultimate in delegitimizing a president. Biden says they will recognize me, and I think he calls on his memories of the U.S. Senate and, by the way, his relationships with those many who still serve there.
1: And I think if he is a president, Republicans will recognize it, and I think they will be doing a much better job and a better service to our country than Democrats did when they spent four years questioning Trump's legitimacy as president. Remember, it was Democrats who launched into fake investigations about Russia collusion, which had no evidence. And worse yet, the evidence they did have was disproved early on, yet they still kept it up for four years, ruining people's lives as they went, not just President Trump, but all the people who surrounded him, Carter Page, George Uh, Papadopoulos, all of these people who had their lives literally taken apart by uh, the opposition party in uh, the government, using the power of the government to do it. So there's a lot to to learn about delegitimizing presidents, and we learned a lot in the last four years. Now, I thought it was kind of interesting. That during the first presidential debate – and these are words that may come back to haunt Joe Biden. Maybe he's already thinking about them. During the first presidential debate when it was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, Chris Wallace was the moderator.
0: No, the president would say it was uh, Joe Biden and Chris Wallace versus Donald Trump. He
1: might say that. Chris Wallace asked Joe Biden if he would, quote, pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified, end quote. Who asked that? Chris 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 Wallace. Okay. The former vice president answered, Yes. He said, will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? He asked that in Cleveland, Ohio. Joe Biden, repeated, repeating again, said yes. And he went on to say, and here's the deal. We'll count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take them time to do it. Now, he's done nothing to say that he supports President Trump's effort to allow the ballots to be counted and allow the election to actually continue on. Instead, he's pushing, along with people that are advocating for Joe Biden, to have Trump back off this push well, for the election to actually come to its organic end. In,
0: in fairness, the vice president, in fact, and Kamala Harris, their team is threatening to sue, and that amped up again yesterday, the former vice president Joe Biden calling president. President Trump's current behavior embarrassing—that's the word he used. Uh, they're, they're threatening to take action because it is their position. Uh, that they do not have, which I'm sure could be easily determined, uh, true or not, they do not have full access uh, to information, to certain agencies, to funding, which is typically part of a presidential transition period. The
1: funding will come when the election is indeed over and there's a satisfaction with Americans that everything, every legal vote has been counted. That's a process we're in right now. We found out Georgia engaging in a hand recount. That news broke this morning. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Veterans Day to all of you who served. Make it a great Wednesday. It's nine o'clock.